0: Hey, Hobbs, you just staggering in. Will you be out drinking today or what?
1: <laughs> I was smoking.
0: You were smoking what?
1: A cigarette.
0: Okay. A Capri
1: Magenta, a lovely 120.
0: What's it cost for a pack of smokes now?
1: Oh, you don't even want to know, dude.
0: They used to almost consider it like a luxury tax, like on cigars in Minnesota. You'd go and they were, you know, 14 bucks at the store. I can buy mm-hmm. them online for five bucks.
1: You know, cigarettes, they won't let you because of the interstate tax. So you can't buy them online. I mean, so, and if you look at every pack of cigarettes, it's got a thing that says that you paid taxes on this pack. So it's kind of like your tabs for your car, except for they're for cigarettes. But it, what's staggering is that we still have problems with healthcare in this state. And I understand that smokers have long-term effects and blah, 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 and they're a drain, but just in taxes, we get almost a half a billion dollars, just as our state, in taxes on cigarettes alone. A year. Half a billion.
0: Think of what would happen if they legalized weed.
1: Yeah. I mean, they would tax the f- out of it. Yeah, know? they would. Oh, my God. They would just... I can't even believe they've allowed the edibles now. But did you try the edibles? I tried one. Didn't do anything.
0: See for me, I ate an edible earlier today. I'm just going to admit it right here at the beginning of the podcast: moon pea jug and Hobbs I can get edibles at the dispensary because I'm a you know medical marijuana patient. Yes, and I also got a new flower batch today. Mm. It's called Granddaddy Purple Number One.
1: See, I had to do the edibles because I don't. I don't have a medical card. I need yeah. one, but I don't. What's wrong with me isn't on the list
0: the qualifying conditions. Yeah. See in Colorado, the way they did it was brilliant. Okay. Because they were one of the first States that was wide open Mm -hmm. and the way they did it, I think they were the first actually, but the way uh, Colorado did it was you had to have a diagnosis from a physician in order to get it. So the weed companies hired their own doctors and they put them at dispensaries. So then someone would come in and they'd say, God, seems like you have PTSD to me. Well, look at that. You have chronic pain. Seems like that to me. And then they send them right over to the bud tender and off they go.
1: I know. I love that. They call it a bud tender. That's funny. Well, and I don't want to, you know, I mean, there's real people that have PTSD. I don't know that I have that. I've seen enough psychiatrists that, and well, not, not psychiatrists. I can't afford them. I have the psychologists. I have the ones you get from an HMO. I get the ones that are fresh, fresh out of school
0: in minnesota if you try to buy up to an ounce which they don't really sell bigger quantities more than like a quarter ounce or whatever it's like 450 bucks an ounce
1: dang
0: you can go to the university of minnesota campus drive around for about 10 minutes and you can get something for 200 you know i there are people that have but it doesn't menus.
1: have the, it won't have the tax stamp on it and then they'll yeah. know so that's all that's how they'll get people
0: these guys have menus up on snapchat sure of what they're, they have to sell you'd think they'd go to jail but i just keep playing by the rules i went in i got my diagnosis from a physician it was a neurology guy he knows what the plant will and won't do for his patients right. sent it to the state paid my 200 bucks uh, I followed every rule,
1: well, not every rule. not remember, remember the last time you had to visit the uh, the hospital? You don't follow all the rules,
0: oh no. I did get kicked out of the hospital, yeah, but <laughs>
1: here it comes. Come on, now.
0: but other than that,
1: That
0: was the thing that really got me, okay? I have a license. It's legal. Yeah, uh, I told the the doctor when she was you know telling me that she was going to kick me out. Uh, I told her, I said, have you ever heard of Google? I said, it works. I said, look on there.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
0: that's where it got ugly. I know that for me, if it's opioids for pain or doing some granddaddy purple funk, whatever it is, uh, sign me up because opioids constipate you and there's nothing worse.
1: And addictive, but mostly the constipation.
0: (laughs) That's right. Who wants to sit on the toilet and push that hard?
1: Oh, yeah, you'll get hemorrhoids that way. uh,
0: Internal, external.
1: Years and years and years ago, I participated in a lovely, completely political correct evening at a strip bar for a wet t-shirt contest. It had been male dancers, and then there were women in the audience that could volunteer to compete. And I don't know what, I don't remember what the cash prize was, but it was a decent amount of money. I want to say like 500 bucks or something, right? So the, the it was pretty simple. They had like the they had like a tall table that was, was filled with ice water. They gave them all white t-shirts, whatever pants they were wearing were fine. And then the white t-shirt, and then you dunk the boobies in there, and then you dance around for a little bit, and then the crowd would cheer, right? Well, one girl went up there and just smashed it, right? Like everybody liked her. And then this girl who came out after her was not to be outdone. And she was definitely the most memorable. She did not win. But instead of taking off her wet T-shirt, she dropped her pants with her underwear and bent over, showing both sides of the bar her hemorrhoids.
0: Ooh, 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 good morning.
1: You could see the reaction, like a wave through the crowd. Everybody starts leaning back. I'm
0: trying to get away.
1: Oh my goodness. That was, and I was like, and I had to ask a friend. I was like 21. I was like, what is that on there? And she's like, that's hemorrhoids. I was like, oh no. So I've never pushed. I don't push. I'm scared to death to get those things.
0: Ooh, yeah, ooh, 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 yeah, ooh. I can tell you somebody asked me, what's the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life? I went on a motorcycle ride from Minneapolis through wisconsin into michigan on a uh, you know a ferry back to uh, you know wisconsin all the way I, it was 1800 miles in four days that was the hardest thing i've ever done with internal external hemorrhoids oh dang. because you're you're on a motorcycle that long Ugh. sitting and not moving Oof. and then you have to try to poop in places you've never okay. pooped before
1: yeah okay so yeah yeah
0: and so people have a problem with that. They're not in their comfort zone. You know what you're supposed to do? Take a bowel education class. If you take a bowel education class, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. you'll learn is this about on, how I, to, Is this on the new uh, curriculum for the fall for the kids? <laughs> what yep. is this? And it's for adults or <laughs> like, how do you, what's a bowel movement class? Is it like uh, yoga? <laughs> <laughs> No, we're all going to move our bowels. One, yeah. We're a giant tree. Our <laughs> arms are swaying.
0: Whoa. Your body becomes accustomed. I call it the DPT, the designated pooping time. Yes. Okay. Your body gets accustomed to a certain time mm-hmm. in a certain location. And that's way, you know, you're most comfortable and most apt to not strain. You know, some people take those stool softeners. They take the stucosate sodium the colase the lactulose they take the miralax them they take all of them right <laughs> not that i have any experience with any of that okay <laughs> but i'm telling you you got to poop at the same time every day okay. The dpt Live yeah it, i know love yeah. it learn it episode 70 moon p Jugging hobbs Uh, let's talk about a television show that I've been watching with my lovely wife, who I tried to get back on the podcast today. P-Jug was in the other room. And I said, honey, is there any chance that you might drop by the podcast today? And she said, I'm not in the mood. I didn't want to do it in the first place. And she started launching into a, a dissertation. And I'm thinking, okay, I probably better not ask her to do that again.
1: But you know what maybe we should make a big deal of it like you know like the stones or something like draw it our pink floyd like draw it out you know like christmas the Jeez. original moon p jug and Hobbs, and then we get like a laser light show like really bring it back
0: <laughs> oh before we get to the tv show that i watched with p yeah. jug i want to say right now p jug and i try to watch things together mm-hmm. we both have a love for the foo fighters And they did the tribute show from Wembley stadium uh, just last weekend on Paramount plus and on the MTV YouTube channel. I cried for four hours. It was six hours long. I couldn't believe it. You know, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of Foo Fighters overdosed in Columbia on tour. And after his passing, everybody thought the band would never get back together. Well, they wanted to do a tribute show. So they went and found, their drummers, favorite drummers, his heroes, like Stuart Copeland from The Police, like Lars from Metallica, who I've met is a very nice guy. Uh, all of these really famous drummers from these really famous bands played, not just on Foo Fighter songs, but other songs were played where Dave Grohl stepped in and played the drums with like the guys from Rush. It was amazing.
1: Oh, you didn't tell me Rush was going to be there. Man. Yep.
0: Paul McCartney played and sang with Chrissy Hine from pretenders. Oh, sure. Uh, Stevie Nicks left a message, Elton John, it, the lineup
1: Stevie was, Nicks left a message. I love that. That is yeah. so queen. Like, she's like, I'm gonna leave a message. I'm not, I'm charging my crystals. I can't leave.
0: She's like, you know, one time I recorded gold dust woman with Foo Fighters and with Taylor and it was the best version of gold dust woman that's we've ever done even better than Fleetwood Mac. There was a little girl when she was age 10 that went on Instagram and challenged Dave Grohl to a drum off. And Dave thought, I don't want to really do that. And somebody said, just do it. And so he met her online and they had a drum off. Well, guess what? The little girl uh, kicked Dave's ass. And so what does Dave do? He invites her to Foo Fighter shows sure. to come in and play a song.
1: Absolutely. Cause you don't have to, pay kids hardly anything
0: no that's smart he brings her out with the foo fighters and they play a song and her name is nandy and she's now 12 and if you could watch her play the drums you would lose it and then after that and to close the show taylor hawkins son came out and played my hero and we were both just sobbing if you could have believed how hard his son played you could just tell this, I'm playing this for my dad. And wow, it was just unreal. And the appearances by all these famous people. And, you know, there were bands that you'd never heard of, that they put all of these people from all these different bands together. It was crazy. It was six hours long. Uh, if you get a chance, it's on Paramount+. And I think it's, you don't have to be a Foo Fighters fan. I think if you just like rock and roll, because this was not a, you know, soft, show at all this was a bunch of headbangers and they did it hard and the only person that really sang any kind of a ballad i mean kesha came out almost half naked i mean you should have seen her outfit she was writhing around on the ground you can tell she was intoxicated something was going
1: on there well or it's just kesha i mean she is bizarre
0: yeah she's really weird paul mccartney comes out and plays a ballad
1: he can't hit the notes anymore nah i'm not a big paul mccartney fan i'm not a beatles fan don't tell everybody.
0: I was not a Beatles fan either. Uh, I had P Jugg's ex-husband was a huge Beatles fan, and they've actually met Paul McCartney in like real life more than once. And they said, you know, he's such a nice guy. One time I get a text when uh, it's the Super Bowl. and this text message uh, right before the game, it's Paul McCartney in downtown Minneapolis at a hotel bar. Right. And I get this text. I'm like going, whoa, look at that. He's like going to the Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of uh football, and then we'll get back to that show I keep promoting. I just got a text message that one of my players that I have in a bet on fan duel is injured. Oh no. Okay, so here's the thing about fan duel. I put a hundred dollars to gamble on uh on football over the course of a whole season. That's 17 weeks for a hundred bucks. Sometimes I bet $4 a week. I might get crazy and bet $9 a week. I generally can play the entire year for a hundred bucks. And I am so excited for football. Uh, I never was an NFL fan. My wife always told me I know more than you do about the NFL. Mm -hmm. And at one point she might've, because I was such a college nut. Uh, but now I've got both and I've already been watching a ton of sports Fall is officially here. The Labor Day, uh, you know, weekend's gone. Kids are back in school. Nobody's wearing masks. Let's see where that goes. They're saying now you need a fifth booster or whatever. Have you gotten yours or are you going to?
1: I will before the the fall. Right now I'm having allergies. It's seasonal allergies. I usually wait to get like my flu shot and all that stuff in like October. So I'll probably do it then.
0: I need to get a shingle. So does my wife. So I need.
1: I think I've got to start getting that shot too. Okay. We've made it medical talk again. You took it from football to medical talk, but I've had shingles and they're awful.
0: You don't want shingles.
1: No, you do not. I've had a lot of surgeries. I've broken a lot of bones, man. You do not want shingles.
0: You can literally win a million dollars. On a $4 bet. I mean, it's a great idea. Whoever thought, you know, how many millions of people like fantasy football? How can I convert that into money? And the next thing you know, they monetize it and they're making huge millions and millions a week.
1: Well, it's just like a lottery. I mean, it's essentially a lottery. You buy a ticket for $4 and you could win a million. It's probably better odds. For $4, though, I can understand doing that because it's the enjoyment factor of the game too.
0: Hey, let me tell you the best quarterbacks. Uh, The rankings just came out. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins. Where do you think he is? There's 32 teams.
1: Uh, See, here's the thing. He always ranks well, but in practicality and on the field, it's a different thing. I would say he's in the top five.
0: Number nine. Guess who's eight?
1: Oh, I don't
0: know. Dak Prescott i watched a special about the dallas cowboys man it was a documentary and what they did was they went in every day and filmed these guys during spring training and you got to go to their rooms where they shared uh you know and these are like really famous players Dak prescott rooming with ezekiel elliott the two biggest stars on the team and you get to follow them around afterwards matt stafford won the super bowl last year he's number seven are we talking about football statistics now? Herbert six, Watson five, Tom Brady, the man, the goat, number four, Aaron Rodgers, your boyfriend's lookalike, number three, Patrick Mahomes, number two from the Kansas City Chiefs and the best pre-ranked player for this season, Josh Allen, then Buffalo Bills, who just got done playing.
1: I'm surprised Tom Brady has that ranking.
0: You thought he'd be lower or Higher. Higher. Well, he's got all the stats. He's also got the Super Bowl wins, though, too.
1: I think they just keep looking at this guy for his age, but he's a phenomenon.
0: It's amazing that he's still going. I just don't want him to get hurt. I've always been such a fan.
1: You know what? He must have saved so many people in a previous life. Like, he has so much good karma. I think he is <laughs> just protected by angels at all times. Like, they <laughs> they intervene on his behalf. He's got he's going to do something that's going to save people or something. That's why, that's why also all this, all these uh, fortunes are being bestowed upon him.
0: And he got Giselle.
1: Not bad looking.
0: She's got so much money. On one interview, he was asked, you know, you're not the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes is. Mm. Why doesn't that bother you? Because you have all the records for everything. You got all the Super Bowl victories why, why doesn't that drive you crazy and your agent? And he goes, you know, I really don't play the game for money. He goes, my wife's rich, (laughs) right? And that's it. And she does. She's worth like $400 million.
1: Damn.
0: Did you see the deal Tom Brady got uh, from a network after he ends his NFL career? He's going to be making like 24 million a year. Nobody makes that. Nobody's ever made that. I mean, I think the highest paid guy right now is Troy Aikman and he makes a ton of money he makes over 20. but these former nfl quarterbacks they got good agents
1: yes they they do what is terry bradshaw gonna say about that he's (laughs) been there for forever terry's gonna be mad
0: uh frank caliendo was just in town the other day
1: yeah i heard him on kq he's so funny
0: i can say that he's been a part of network football for all those years because he did Mm -hmm. such a great madden the thing about him is he can do anybody. I mean, sure. he just watches their mannerisms, listens to their speech patterns. And the next thing you know, boom, he can do it. It's amazing.
1: Yes. He was explaining kind of his process and how he studies. And then he's got a friend whose name I don't remember that also does this kind of work. And so he bounces the ideas off of him and and workshops it with this other guy when he's when he's working on a new impression. So I just thought that was kind of cool for him to go into what his process is. He's funny without the impressions. Yeah, he is. the impressions just add to it. A lot of impressionists just rely on doing other people's material in that other person's voice. Like I knew this comic that just did Bill Cosby material in a Bill Cosby voice. I'm like, well, you're just doing Bill Cosby. Frank Caliendo has real jokes. He doesn't have to do voices if he doesn't want to. But God, they're funny.
0: I actually saw Bill Cosby do stand up. You know, he was sitting down at the arena theater in Houston and it was kind of a round stage Mm -hmm. and he just sat on a chair and told stories. And let me tell you, he owned that room.
1: Well, of course he did because they all paid $250 to see him. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. People always go, oh man, he, you know, everybody just loved him. Well, yeah, you paid money to go see him. where it's hard to get a crowd to love you as if they came to the show and they didn't know you were a part of it. <laughs> then you have to start from scratch. These people already knew Cosby. The, the last Cosby performance I watched, it was I don't know if it was in the round like what you're talking about, but it was a similar deal where it was just him and a stage and a chair. Right.
0: Mm. And
1: the first thing he did is he came out and he just started bitching about the chair. <laughs> like a metal folding chair and he's like what is this i'm bill cosby like what is this chair and granted it was a crappy chair but that was the first time i ever saw him kind of mean yeah and on about it for a minute and then like circle back to it and it wasn't that long after that that the story broke, and I was like, "Huh," because that was the first time I kind of got a flash of him not being Mister
0: Mister Huxtable.
1: Yeah, essentially.
0: Yeah, I've been to so many stand-up shows. I'd love to go. I watch stand-up online all the time. I don't know who my favorites even are, really. You know, every time I'm in a different mood, there's somebody out there that I might like, and people turn me on to new. You know people that aren't you know big names sure and some of them i like more than the big names
1: <clears throat>
0: like tiffany norton.com is it dot com or dot net
1: <laughs> dot com oh
0: tiffany i got Norton. it on
1: the ground floor i got my domain name early before other tiffany nortons could all pounce on it
0: <laughs> uh how many tiffany nortons are out there
1: There's one who lives just in West St. Paul. We used to get, when I lived in West St. Paul, we used to get each other's mail. They think that I went to Arizona State University and they think she went to to Mankato State and it's the opposite.
0: I was being loaded into an ambulance in Florida and the EMT that put me in, was getting ready to close the door. I looked at his name badge and it was my name so we did a selfie
1: oh pause the medical treatment let me get a selfie this is going to look great on my feet can we do a real we should do a real real quick
0: now let's talk about the show i've been wanting to talk about since we started
1: and we was, need to do two questions with putin
0: the show is recommended to me by my psychotherapist it's called the patient and it is on hulu it stars steve carell yep as a psychotherapist
1: I watched it and I was like, oh, and I was watching it with the boyfriend. And he's like, well, wait, you mean there's not more episodes like we have to wait? I'm like, yeah, we got to wait.
0: Oh, my God. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. these episodes are 20 minutes long with commercials. Yeah, they're short. They're very short. And I don't think I've ever been that cranked about a show that quickly ever. Yeah. I mean, I won't tell you what the opening scene is. But all I can say is this psychotherapist has an interesting patient. I'll leave it at that. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it's really, 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 good.
0: So that's what I'm hyping right now. Been watching America's Got Talent as that season winds down. It's really good. I fast forward through all of the setups. I just watched the acts. The shows are two hours long. Uh, but there's some really crazy, cool people. One of the things that, when you're judging on America's Got Talent, you know, you look at all the different acts, there's stand ups, jugglers, you name it, people doing yo yo tricks, singers. But here's the thing think about whatever that talent is. Can you put together a 60 or a 70 minute show of doing that? Nobody's going to pay. 150 bucks to go to a show at on a Vegas strip of, you know, watching one thing the way they do it at Luxor, which is the pyramid. It's a really cool hotel. It's been around a long, long time. I used to go in there all the time. Actually, it actually was one of my luckier spots. Um, you know, you stay in the rooms, the walls are slanted because it's a real pyramid. There's a light that shines up into outer space. I mean, they know how to do it in Vegas, but at Luxor, they did a deal with the network. So they have the live versions of America's Got Talent all the time. So they get this ginormous pool full of crazy talent that may not have jobs as entertainers. They might, some of them work at Target most of the time to pay their bills, but they can also you know, play you know, incredible violin or God only knows what it is then they take that hodgepodge pool of talent and they feature them they pay them and they put together a lot of time because 70 minutes with that many people is easy to do and it gives the you know the feel of america's got talent it's not just a stand up or just a circ show or anything like that it's loaded with different things
1: i like variety shows it's a thing we kind of got away from. It was something that was really popular in like the sixties and seventies. And the the only thing that I like about America's Got Talent is when someone has some really weird obsession and then they do like the, the this backstory and show their house. Oh, like this is me practicing. And you're like, what?
0: The other day they had a group and all their whole act was getting hit in the balls. Right. That's all it was. was That's all
1: America's funniest videos (laughs) is. I mean, why not?
0: They had like 10 or 12 guys just getting kicked in the balls in different ways. Sure. Then uh, The one that looked the most painful to me was one guy spread his legs and they did a teeter-totter. They had a morbidly obese guy jump on a Uh teeter-totter and whack him in the balls. Oh, yeah.
1: I've actually performed several times in Vegas. And I will tell you, that is a show that will work. (laughs) And I will explain why. Well, because when you're performing in Vegas, you've got to remember that that is such an international destination that very often your audience, they're not English speakers or English is not their first language a lot of time. So that's why they like these very visual mediums because you don't have the language barrier. You can understand what's going on without having to understand what's going on. So getting kicked in the balls, I have seen all those Japanese game shows and, and America's funniest videos. This is solid content. They should book these guys. Absolutely. (laughs) They should have the Uh, blue man group hit the guy in the balls. Blue ball guy.
0: Ooh, two questions with Putin. Let's do it. Are you currently, or have you ever seen a psychotherapist? What do you think uh, he would be like in a therapy session? And I'm sure therapists get clients that are featured like in that show that we've been talking about the patient psychotherapists. I'm sure hear a lot of scary things. I know I've got one and she's freaked out every time we talk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think he would seek therapy. I think he may have had to go through because he was in the military and stuff, some kind of psychological evaluations in that, but I don't think he would volunteer to go to a therapist. I don't think this is the guy who's going to open up about his mom at all.
0: Next question's a tough one. Okay. For Vladimir Putin, do you remember the very first time you ever had a boner?
1: What kind of catalogs do they have in you know in <laughs> Russia? Like here it was the J.C. Penney's catalog. What was your what was your catalog when you were a kid that you'd steal from mom's room?
0: National Geographic.
1: Oh yeah, cuz they'd be naked. You could see Absolutely. There.
0: I remember one catalog. It was either Sears or J.C. JCPenney. I don't remember which one it was, mm-hmm. but one of their models had his junk sticking out of a pair of shorts. Sure. Out outside of the, you know, the bottom of the shorts. And they left it and it printed to like a million copies.
1: Nice. And I bet gonna... that was a hot commodity for all the moms <laughs> just trading it. Young girls like, what's that? Young gay men like, Hello. <laughs> no shorts.
0: let me ask google what catalog company made a mistake and showed a man's penis in a pair of shorts
1: it was probably right by the tools the power tools
0: sears catalog model exposed the men's underwear section of a 1975 sears catalog I was featured worried. the picture of a male model whose penis could be saw peeking out beneath a pair of boxer shorts.
1: Not the penis! No!
0: There were two male models, one with boxer shorts and the other in briefs. Sure. A small, rounded object or blemish Mm. could be seen on the inside of the boxer's left leg, apparently emerging underneath from the hem of the shorts. The size, positioning, and shape of that object we're all consistent of that of a penis.
1: Oh, dun, dun, dun. My turn. Two questions with Putin. Number one, where were you when the 35W bridge collapsed?
0: Ooh, I remember where I was.
1: So do I. I don't know if he remembers where he was. And I'm not sure he didn't do it. But okay. I'm. You know what? I've also been thinking we maybe need to just throw around weird conspiracy theories just to get some listenership, right? Okay. What do you consider too tall to date? Because Vladimir Putin is five seven. Who's too tall to date? Like, what's now? You're about the same height.
0: I'm five seven.
1: Who's the tallest you've dated? How tall have you gone? Five eight. Well, you're at boob height.
0: I don't have to hit my knees
1: because I feel like Putin would go for like a Brigitte Nielsen type from. Really? You know what I'm talking about from Rocky? What was that 4"? In that era, the very tall blonde statuesque. I have, I have several friends, guys that are five, seven, or, or shorter, and they always end up with tall blondes. I don't know why.
0: We should come up with the contest. Best question of Putin gets the prize of the week.
1: All right. What's uh, the prize?
0: An edible. Oh, my God. You absolutely have to tell them the about the story about who's funnier, men or women it's really good and you got to listen it takes a little bit
1: there was a very controversial claim made in 2019 um that men were funnier than women this came up because this woman did something that reddit has decided was pretty goddamn funny so this woman is married and she's having people over a housewarming party Her husband works a day job, but he also has a side gig as a mechanic. Well, apparently it's been an issue in the relationship more than once that he will come in from work, use the guest bathroom and wipe his hands, which are dirty, on the good guest towels in the bathroom. So they're having the party. The wife is very worried about the guest bathroom getting screwed up yet again. So she writes a note for her husband and sticks it on the wall. And the note says, if you get these towels dirty, I will end you.
0: That's a, that's a boundary.
1: That is a boundary. I will end you.
0: She was serious.
1: She was serious. She was mad about these tea towels. Okay. The husband sees the note, laughs, leaves the note up. Party begins. The wife does not check the guest bathroom again. Guests start to arrive, use the facilities. The guests think the note is for them.
0: <laughs> if you use these, it's
1: dirty. I will end you. That's and really so all good. That's like, wow. But she's mad at her husband because she thinks he left the note up just to make her look bad and look crazy.
0: Which she was, and she is. (laughs) No, she's
1: not. She's not crazy. It's the guest bathroom. You have other towels. You know the difference between the good towels and the bad towels. The bad towels have the frayed things. The good towels, those are the towels you've never seen until today.
0: We have a room in our home. It's our living room upstairs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. It's probably the nicest room in the house.
1: Yeah, you can't go in there, can you?
0: I've not been in there in years. Yeah. I'm not allowed to go in there because... It has a light colored carpet. My wheelchair tires get dirty. Mm
1: -hmm. And the next
0: thing you know, you can see little tire tracks on the white cream carpet. Yeah. And I tell my wife, let's put up a big screen for football. Let's get some big ass, you know, couches in here and a huge TV. Mm -mm. And uh, well, guess what? This year is the year. She's not going to let me drive on the floor. She's going to put like runners down or plastic or whatever in order to protect the carpet i said please honey let's just do this i'll replace the carpet as the time arrives it's a you know a room uh, that carpet couldn't be 1500 bucks right so let's just use the room i've lived in this house for 12 years i've never been in there
1: yeah but i don't know that you've proven yourself worthy Sir, I believe <laughs> well, she, that she is right to put you through a battery of tests to make uh, sure you're making the right choices with the white carpet. I live in an apartment with white carpet. I have yeah. also seen you eat. So I'm just throwing it out there. There can there's no food in that room.
0: Ooh, Sir, let's talk about upcoming stuff.
1: Yeah, I will be at the terminal bar in Minneapolis on September 16th. And it's a super fun show. Comedy starts at nine. There's a band before that. Cheap cover, free parking. It's, It's a very kind of a divey, old world fun bar. It's not your fancy dancy. On the opposite of that, I will be doing a thing called Laugh Boat. And I've done it many times. Um, if you remember Scott Hansen, who we lost uh, right. not that long ago, his brother, Tom, still produces comedy shows in town. And Laugh Boat is one of the ships that leaves from Afton. And so people get to go out on a river dinner cruise with the fall colors. Um, that's going to be September 23rd. So the weather should still be warm and nice. And then there's dinner. And then after dinner, there is a comedy show. So it'll be myself and Elise Cole.
0: I have a friend right now that's on a 50 footer houseboat up in the very Northern part of Minnesota. Nice. Yep. They've been sending me pictures. I love it. Everybody's having fun, but me, I'm just going to go edit this now. We hope you've enjoyed what we've shared. A lot of it. uh, You're going to miss because it's not going to make the show. Uh, You know, there's a whole bunch of parts about my wife that'll be gone. I'll probably take out some of the medical marijuana stuff. We're going to have a, to
1: have an unedited version of this.
0: Ooh, that might be good.
1: There you go. Double whammy. Cause then you don't have to like edit.
0: How about next week? We have a completely unedited podcast.
1: Okay. But that means if we start nine minutes late, like normal, it's just going to be dead air for the first nine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yep, no editing. We've never tried that. It would make my life a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I, it wouldn't sound. I'm regretting as good. that I suggested this. I take it back. That was wonderful. Bravo!
0: I loved that. That oh, was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. Give them away! Hey, boo. Boo. boo! Let's put this show out of its misery. <laughs> <laughs>